God. I don't want to bother mommy and daddy. They're tired. They Weekend breakfast on your number one news and talk station. We love food, especially at this time of the year. Oh, Anna Trapita, welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. Hi. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm now thinking about hot cross buns. I'm thinking about that wonderful smell of hot chocolate. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So where would I buy my favorite hot cross buns? Which are the best in terms of the uh, the retail stores that are out there? They're always battles every single time of the year. Yeah, and I think that the problem with a lot of hot cross buns is that they are, are too deadly and there's too little fruit and too little spice. So, you know, in my sort of traveling around, and I've done quite a lot of munching of buns this week, um, the ones that I think are absolutely the best, they're not cheap, but they are the best, is um, that the cheese gourmet in Linden mm. have buns made with organic flour, with a, a great balance of fruit and spice, with a really nice sticky glaze on the top, and they are 35 rand for six. So, okay. you know, that, that they are pricey, mm. um, but like every day that um, they and they are truly magnificent. Um, but the supermarket ones, yeah. I think they've all been pretty disappointing. You know that they're like kind of slightly dreary bread rolls. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, but um, I thought that Spa Spa makes something that they're calling their traditional hot cross bun. Okay. And those are 16 rand for six. Mm. And they, again, have that nice balance of fruit and spice that they, they don't just feel like kind of slightly kind of goopy bread rolls. Mm. Um, so be my suggestion is either the cheese gourmet in Linden or um, go to spa. So we've had this conversation about the hot cross buns. And the big question is the cross on the hot cross bun is not the crucifix. Where did it all begin, Anna? Well, you know, the thing is about Easter food is that um, it's all, you know, supposedly it's attached to this Christian festival that's got a crucifix and the resurrection and all of those things that are in the Bible. But when you start looking at any of the food, whether it be the chocolate, you know, there was no chocolate bunny at the crucifixion. That, <laughs> um, um, yeah. you know, when you start looking at any of these things, that, that their, their links are quite tenuous. And, you know, I think that the you know, symbols are whatever you want them to be. So, of course, a hot cross bun, you know, has elements of the crucifix for Christians. Um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't actually predate Christianity. That... Um, if one looks at um, sort of Anglo-Saxon traditions, there was a goddess whose name was Eostra. Mm-hmm. And Eostra was the goddess of light and spring and new life. So, you know, she, Eostra is so obviously, you know, Easter is derived from the word Eostra. And, you know, this goddess who is the, the goddess of, of new birth, um, her symbol is a cross. And what the Saxons thought that was, was they thought that was the four quarters of the moon. Because mm. they thought that seasons were controlled by the moon. So it predates the sense that a, a cross um, and a crucifix are symbolically attached. But that doesn't mean that it's not, you know, equally significant in, in a Christian sense. That, you know, even the ancient Romans, that there's a... A less well, you know, Pompeii is the city that we all know that mm. was covered in the lava. But there was actually a second city that was also covered in that same volcanic eruption called Herculaneum. 
Mm-hmm. And in that city, there is a, an oven in a bakery. And it looks exactly like a modern pizza oven. And inside it are the remains of some buns that have crosses on them. <gasps> so, you know, that, that this is clearly a very kind of ancient um, symbol in all sorts of ways. And it means different things to different people over different times. And then, of course, then there is the cinnamon. And that also has its own, own, own history. Well, you know, once the buns get adopted within the kind of Christian framework and early Christian missionaries in Northern Europe, you know, they, they, they take these symbols that um, exist in, in existing cultures and religions in the region and they incorporate them into Christianity. Um, and so then people start, um, you know, the human brain is a wonderful thing and it makes all sorts of kind of links. Um, so the clothes... Um, in, if you look at sort of Elizabethan cookbooks, for instance, they say the clothes are nails on the cross mm. and that the cinnamon stick is the wooden cross mm. and that the dough is, is the body of Christ. Mm. So, you know, brains are wonderful things. They, they can see patterns where patterns <laughs> may not exist. And then we have in this country uh, our affinity to pickled fish, particularly in the Cape. Well, this is a bizarre thing that, uh, you know, if you ask anybody anywhere else in the world, if, you know, if they would like to have their hot cross buns with pickled fish, <laughs> they will look at you as though you're completely insane. But in South Africa in general, and specifically in the Western Cape, that's just thought to be a kind of standard combination, hot cross buns and pickled fish, that the way that it traditionally worked is so... Um, on Good Friday, Christians are in church most of the day. That Good Friday is obviously um, the day on which Jesus died. That at three o'clock you come home and you break your your Lenten fast essentially mm-hmm. with pickled fish and hot cross buns. And the fish say is because when Jesus is resurrected. Oh, that's not a great line. I'm not sure what's happening there. Uh, we'll try and just get Anna on a better line. Hi, Anna. Can you hear me? I can. I'm, I'm trying. Hi. Hi. Yes. So the pickled fish and, and obviously uh, there is lots of reference to the bitterness, to the vinegar and the connection to uh, the vinegar given to Jesus while he was on the cross uh, in a sponge. Yeah, so again, people find these references um, to justify food preferences. Um, but so Jesus is given a piece of fish by the disciples when he appears to them um, in the Gospel of Luke that um, there is this reference to Jesus, a Roman soldier giving Jesus a vinegar-soaked sponge when he's on the cross. And that's sort of used as as a rationale for why pickled fish at Easter, but quite why people decided to pair them. I think that's just about the way in the Western Cape, people like that sweet and the savory combination, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that the kind of all the stews have got dried fruit in them and that there's a nice, um, yeah, sweet and the savory thing that um, I can't get on with pickled fish with hot cross buns. Mm-hmm. I like both of them separately, but I, I the combination doesn't work for me. But I think that it's, yeah... You know, each to his own. There's no way we're going to have a, a conversation about Easter and not talk about the chocolate and the Easter bunny. Right. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah. w- what's the significance there? Well, you know, it's the 
so and it goes back again to the Aosta stuff about um, it's come out of a, a northern European winter. The, the birth of spring is like a miracle, you know, that suddenly there's light, and there's baby animals, that everything seems dead, and there's a rebirth, and all of that. So, though all those symbols that are to do with a spring and babies being born and fertility and so spring lamb, eggs, rabbits who are so good at breeding lots of babies, etc. that all of that comes out of that much earlier kind of spring light festival hmm. that um, obviously, you know, chocolate is from the new world and only arrives very much later. But um, the, yeah, so the, the, there's now think that there have been many rabbits um, present at the Last Supper and the Crucifixion, if you looked on the shelves, wouldn't you? But, um, and not a single one, that, that, that those are much more ancient symbols around fertility. Um, and even if you think about hot cross buns, mm. there's that funny little song that says, if you have no daughters, give them to your sons. So you're supposed to give hot cross buns to girls in preference to boys. So I think that that is also about fertility, isn't it? That, you know, that girls are this kind of magical creature that can make more life. Oh, that is always so wonderful talking to you, Anna. It's just so insightful. Thank you very much for that. And happy Easter to you, Anna. All the best to Anna Trapido. And we'll be speaking to her again on Monday. As I did say earlier, we will be having this show the entire weekend. So the entire long weekend, we are going to be having this uh, weekend breakfast. And so Monday, we're back again. And uh, we'll be chatting to Anna on Monday as well.